Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts. Me, Matt. What up? It's Andrew. Mike is busy studying for finals again this week, so he is off off the hook. Fucking nerd. Schools for fools. Nerd. Uh, Look at me, kids. (laughs) I dropped out of school, too. So I apologize for not being here last week. I am currently dealing with uh, an illness. I am on the mend. Don't be worried. But, uh, you know, if I I lag a little bit here in today's recording, I do apologize. But uh, hopefully should be. I'd I'd like for you whenever you're feeling that way, just to say that you have the vape. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just oh my. (laughs) Oh, good heavens. I thought we handled it no, pretty you, well last, last week. Last week was a great episode. I listened, I listened to it, which is a rare thing for me to do. I hate listening to the episodes once we do. <laughs> yeah, them. but it was one where you weren't exactly. involved. I so. wasn't there, so I, I wasn't just you know constantly just you know judging my own performance. Uh, but no, I thought you guys did a really good job. You just constantly judged ours instead. <laughs> but you know, no judgments to be had. I thought you guys were you know you guys handled yourselves with aplomb. We were only canceled like twice. Yeah, only a couple times. <laughs> Better, better than our previous record. But yeah, one thing that's been, uh, you know, keeping me, uh, keeping me going through the, uh, through the sickness is uh, I've been making my way slowly but surely through um, the Lego Star Wars, you know, the Skywalker Saga game. Would you say it was keeping you down with the sickness? Oh yeah, uh, I've, <laughs> I've been, I've been largely enjoying it, but it gets to my heated gaming moment <laughs> and also our first. Uh, kind of story of the week. Uh, it's more of an ongoing story, but I know I've mentioned it on stream when I've played the game. Uh, I think I, I before I like first started the game, I had to preface it with, uh, even though the game is fun and we like the game, um, you know, cannot support, uh, cannot go without criticizing the developer TT Games for absolutely unreasonable and uh, hostile development practices there were many reports of intense crunch uh developers having mental breakdowns you know not getting paid what they should um that report came out when the game launched um but then the the recent thing has been new insight has been offered in response to that initial report the 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 big thing being that while the the employees have have said that largely um, cr- the practice of crunch has been somewhat reduced. Um, the leadership at uh, TT has been incredibly dismissive of the reports. They have they've even gone so far as to claim that that initial that initial reporting was was tailored to coincide with the release uh, in order to drum up clicks for Polygon. They're the ones who first first broke the story. Um, there is even in this, this, the other, this re- newest report that I'm referencing. I was going to say denial is one of the first steps. Yeah. That's an awesome take. <laughs> it's like, no, you're fine. You guys. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Your mental health breakdown. It's is, not us. Who's the problem. Yeah. It's everyone else. Who's out of touch. Right. <laughs> they, uh, in like the, this, this recent report, this one was in uh Fanbyte. They, you know, are even, they're talking about, there's been complaints amongst employees about like uh you know just gross mismanagement uh not not even you know just the poor treatment of themselves like one of the ones that stuck out to me was like they were hard at work um developing some something some things for a level uh some puzzles or whatever um for a level uh 
it had turned out that those those uh, those bits had been canceled like weeks or months prior, but nobody ever told them. So they were oh, man. I love I love the lack of communication where it's like, oh, what have you been working on for the past three months? Oh, I've been doing this. Oh, we canceled that. Why are you doing <laughs> yeah. that? It was like something like the guy the guy who is responsible for it was like was recently promoted to some like senior position and the ironic bit is like his previous position was like director of communications or whatever or like you know employee communication or whatever so it's just like you know yeah could not hit the hill the nail hard on the head it was just you know absolutely ridiculous but it's just i mean that that sounds like a a perfectly structured organization with clear lines of communication i've definitely uh, been there as a designer before it wasn't months of work; it was weeks. But it's like, like I've definitely been on the receiving end of like, oh, what? we scrapped that idea. True professional. How how do you even respond to that? If I worked on something for three months and then told was told, oh, that got canceled three months ago, I, I that would maybe be the thing to make me go post. It's like, well, fuck, I mean, <laughs> like, I had, me then, right? Again, my like my like two week uh, of like productivity loss for that was basically like i like he told me that i like clicked out of solidworks like shut my computer off and, like home. went down to the machine shop and just like like bent some metal for like an hour <laughs> had to release the tension somehow I, I was like is there something i can do to help you down here and they're like yeah can you do this and i like went and like did some like mach- uh, machining and shit for like a little bit take to like take your rage, your rage went back on upstairs, the raw materials like, what would you like me to do but, uh, you know, so I think, again, you just can't escape the fact that this game was a product of, uh, you know, terrible workplace practices. And, and to my, uh, you know, heated moment that, uh, all, that Matt can speak to, because our one experience <laughs> with uh, the multiplayer was beyond, beyond glitchy. So the, the, the whole point before we actually describe what happened. You don't understand. You, we were like couch co-op, a game that's finally letting us yeah, like, that's, sit like, what side is, by side what is this? together. What is couch co-op? I forgot what that was. But like, like every, everyone but Nintendo doesn't like just pretends it doesn't exist. We just like we can't go any further without saying that, you know, crunch does not work for what the, you know, the people who employ it say that it does. It, if anything, yeah, it, ended up only, with a yeah, it only mess. increases the amount of uh, of bugs and glitches that make it into the final product. So what was happening yeah, is we were trying to play co-op. Yeah, we played couch co-op. We were playing the the final the final mission of uh, of episode, episode three, three of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it was the you know the du- you know the climactic yeah the the duel between Anakin and Obi Wan and uh, Wait, do you do you get to duel? as anakin and obi-wan you only play as obi-wan no. but like but what <sighs> happened was it's like there's it was oops all obi-wan yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no everybody's obi-wan like it it started spawning in extra obi-wan so like we would be switching back and forth from each other and it just kept freaking the fuck out and just not realizing so, like, it's where supposed obi-wan, to be obi-wan was supposed to be po and uh r2 i think no, no, no. in r2 r2 think, yeah. but like the second you switch characters, the character that you were also becomes Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, it was like C three PO would just turn into Obi Wan, and it was just absolutely. We, we ended up having a hard crash at one point because of it. Yeah, because we hit the like climactic part where like the second player just gets to like little brother mode and just watch. 
where we're supposed to just be like in the background on a platform yeah. and we had two Obi-Wans on screen at the same time for like a brief moment. And it was just trying to reconcile game... who was who and which one was supposed to be the main one. And it's like, oh, no, we got to shut down. We got we to turn this off. Yeah. The, and the game just like was like, nope, shut it down. That's not how it's supposed to be. So then we, when we re, when we restarted it, <laughs> it, it did the same thing again. It just it just actually let us finish it. It, it powered yeah. through the moment. Yeah. Just like, well, I guess there's two Obi-Wans now. <laughs> so that that has that was like, you know, the co-op experience. But I've had several other uh, you know, quite glitchy levels. Like the I'd say the 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 ones that are maybe most excusable because there's an easy fix are several of the the flying levels. They're mainly like chase levels. So it's when Obi-Wan chases the the bounty hunter in the beginning of episode two, and then the uh, the speeder bike scene on Endor, um, where you're it's basically you're you're just going forward. You're not even controlling speed; it's just going, um, and you're trying like temple run. Yeah, and you're trying to shoot something, um, and it's just like the shots are not connecting. You're just you're like is the the one for for the the speeder bike. It's just like you're shooting the ground. The you know like the aiming uh, uh, the sight the sighting is it's just like fundamentally just off. in the ground. So it's, you're just not you're not hitting anything. So all you have to do though is go into the settings, turn aim assist back on, and it take it took care of it, no problem. So then you just got to turn it back off because that's one thing. The aim assist is way too aggressive. I mean it's a it's a kid game, so <laughs> helping the kids sure that's fine. But for for anybody who's not uh, well, 10 you, years you don't or like feeling your, your aim sucked onto a character if it gets like remotely near them no. uh, that's right i just said sucked on <laughs> i do, i like the aim assist where you just let go of the uh the button to look down the scope and then hit it again and it'll just jump to the next guy and just like be on his chest <laughs> and there, there are certain games where the aim assist is more like more egregious than my like my experience looking at like FPS, uh, like aimbotters, like aim, aimbotters have this like unnatural, like snappiness to how they move around. Like there's sometimes when you like rewatch something and it's like uh, aim assist and you're like, oh yeah, I have to forget there's an AI that's also just like snapping their aim to characters and not just the, uh, the, the person themselves on the sticks. Yeah. The, the most recent one that I experienced was on the, uh, the trench run from um, from New Hope, which, in my opinion, has got to be the most inexcusable. You know, one of the most classic, uh, iconic moments. It needs to be right. It needs to be crisp and work right. But like, you're you're trying to shoot down Tie Fighters, or just fucking doing curly cues, and just like you see them just going like vibrating on screen, <laughs> just going fucking crazy. Oh my God. Like, oh my God, it was, it was nuts. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it has not been the most polished experience by far. Like, you know, it's, it's, you know, what's weird about that. There were other Lego star Wars games that already existed that I'm sure didn't have these, uh, like same issues in a, in a vacuum, you know, like when you already have existing, you're just updating. Well, this it was really. technically built from the ground up. Oh, well, yeah, there, there you it go. Is. There you go. That's what I happens mean, when you uh, neglect previous work yeah and or you know just let resources work on things that have been canceled for three months as opposed to maybe doing something productive like i think it's kind of funny like it fits it's like okay look look at this story this company literally couldn't like 
properly communicate that people needed to change what they were working on for th- for three months, a quarter of a year. Like that's a lot of wasted time. Do you think Crunch? I mean, is really I'm assuming that the, the people who work better? in that section. <laughs> I'm assuming what they do is they show up to work, they swipe their badge, they go into their like secluded corner of the office uh, where there's they're, you know, secluded from everyone else. They shut their door and they're just in there, you know, working away and no one talks to them. No one like no one comes, gives them direction. I've seen it. I've seen how those sections work for sure. No, I just think it's funny. It speaks to uh, it just speaks to not a great culture. So like, obviously crunch isn't going to make a game much better. If anything, it's going to lead to more issues because people are working fucking well, yeah, 80 look hours at, a week. Uh, <laughs> look, look at falling companies asleep. like uh, insomniac insomniac doesn't implement crunch in any sort of way that is noticeable and their games just come out good. Like not to like fanboy a little bit, but like when's the last time Insomniac released a bad game? No, it's like as much as you know, like we're obviously we are more prone to being critical of these companies. Like Matt and I were talking about, like the what's what's likely upcoming in the next, uh, you know, Sony uh, Sony State of Play, uh, yeah, showcase type thing. It's like you know, if, you know, Insomniac shows us anything, you know, it's like again, it's like they can basically do no wrong at this point again of course we're probably going to end up you know having to eat those words but you'll never catch them no, you'll like never I, catch us in uh in a yeah. culpa. I, I just feel like there, there comes <laughs> a point where their release is like what's their worst recent release uh the ratchet and clank uh 2016 which was still pretty uh, good reboot retelling which still pretty good yeah, yeah wh- wh- which, wh- which is by no means a bad game no right well the only bad thing about that was that it just it wasn't original yeah, I mean, it kind of was. It like it went different directions. Yeah, at certain yeah. points. That's fair. All right, so we've we've got a we've got a lot of different stuff to talk about um, today. But before we go into actually news of this week, I, a word from our sponsor. Well, I did want I did <laughs> I did want to bring mm-hmm. up. Um, this is something that we had had in the notes for last week, but then again, because I had to drop out last minute, uh, we decided to to push it out till this week. So I forget the actual date, but it would have been last week or the week for Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons have jumped on the the bandwagon of doing a uh, their own independent showcase type thing, even using the you know the wording and language of uh, Nintendo. It was D and D Direct. They had a hilarious. You know, they've always had their cel- their yearly celebrations thing where they do games and live plays. Yeah, I'm and- surprised Nintendo didn't take that down for copyright. <laughs> right. uh, like, no, no, no. We we own that. We own the word sure. direct. Yeah. <laughs> like they get up on stage and uh two people in Mario hats are lowered down from the ceiling and they just take the word direct off and leave. But you know, it was the same exact format. You know, it's like a digital only um 30 40 minute presentation and there was a bunch of stuff that they talked about throughout their their various properties because as anybody who's you know obviously uh remotely uh input into the uh the, you know the tabletop space you know for largely for worse you know D is still you know on the ascendant you know it is it is showing no signs of slowing down um I don't, this is like, it was not part of this presentation, but they're, you know, they've, they're making their own moves in the digital space by officially buying, um, uh, buying out uh, D&D Beyond and probably gonna, are going to, this is just speculation, but probably going to end up turning that into some kind of virtual tabletop. 
thing that's going to coincide with the new rules release and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and I mean, they've got all sorts of other media properties. That was like one of the, one of the announcements was stuff on the, you know, the, the, the title for the, the Chris Pine starring, uh, D&D movie with like Dungeons and Dragons like Honor Amongst Thieves or something like that is what it's called. With Chris Pine? Yeah, he was he's been attached for a while. Now. We got we got to get Hollywood away from their Chris's, man. He's one of the Chris's I don't mind. There's too many of them. Cut it down. We only we only get two. <laughs> got to pick two, lose two. Um but yeah, the ma- Chris Pratt twice. The <laughs> yes, <laughs> Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt with a mustache. Italian Chris Pratt, yeah, gotta, yeah, gotta yeah, go, yeah. gotta go. Uh, so the major news, though, in terms of the actual tabletop stuff that's gotten everybody talking, is the the return of two classic settings: the Dragonlance settings and Spelljammer. Um there's a whole bunch of stuff like involved like there's not just adventure modules and all that Dragonlance is even including the development of a miniatures based war game you know like a 40k style uh game to because the, the is, in the in the lore of the thing there's it's it's there is like an actual uh, war that goes on the war of the lance um so it's there it's it, there's a way that apparently they are working to make that kind of segue in and out of the actual adventures that they're going to put out for Dragonlance, um, as well as ways that you can, for those who are not interested or able to participate in the, the miniature to do the war game version, they're, they're, they're saying they're going to have like creative ways for DMs to run that aspect of the, of the campaign as well. I'm not going to lie. That's that kind of sounds cool. I mean, hey, I'm I'm a I'm a miniatures fan. My only complaint is that WizKids miniatures fucking suck. They are cheap. The the paint jobs fucking are are terrible. Uh, yeah, and they're all you know, said so all these are pre-painted. I mean, even the even the unpainted WizKids oh, that's WizKid miniatures fucking suck. They're shitty PVC that have you know just terrible production. I remember reading one, seeing this thing one time. It's like you know. Um, a good model or a bad model or a or someone a bad designer by if they put the mold lines running across the face and hands down every single fucking uh whiz kids miniature has a mold line running across the face it's fucking terrible and they're they're cheap pvc yeah, plastic the so they're hard to remove and like uh it's just that's that's the bummer to me it's like give me some good quality miniatures i'll pay I'll pay for like the good, the good, you know, injection molded plastic. Uh, if you don't want to make the miniatures wizards, uh, just sell the STL files. Also, also something that would be, I think be much better. I would totally be on board for that. I'm, I'm just sitting there and thinking from the perspective of like, you can make so much money off just the file. Right. I mean, in terms of production, put anything into manufacturing. Right. Right. Exactly. But the thing is, once you put that file on the internet, like, oh, it's free. How many it's places a, is it going to be it's, free? It's essentially free. <laughs> yeah, okay. But like, think about it this way. You're going to get, you're going to get a slightly you, adjusted you version model, on, I put it on my 3d scanner. And then I put the, th- the, the model on the GitHub. It's the same, like, right. Yeah. That's fair. It's the same amount of effort. Realistically, you're just cutting out the fact that I have to use my 3D scanner to do it. That's fair. I'm probably, however, most interested in Spelljammer. That's just the the set that is most uh, exciting to me. You know, just uh, 
uh, astral space pirates basically is the is the whole thing it's like you know these uh shit like uh sailing ships that, that just scratches a good itch for me right right that, right uh, you remember the movie uh, Treasure Planet? That's ex- the retelling when, of- when that came out, everyone was like posting memes of like everybody's next D and D campaign, and it's just stills of Treasure Planet, and that is a perfect, uh, you know, kind of uh, encapsulation of what Spelljammer was in terms of in terms of the. Is that aesthetic. a Disney movie? Yeah, it is. I think. Fuck. So that means it's on Disney Plus. Damn it! I'm pretty sure that it was a Disney movie. A very young Joseph uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt played the. Uh, played the central character Ooh, i didn't know that that's a good one that's a good uh he's also an immortal yeah. vampire so you don't you don't really <laughs> know yeah yeah it was a little bit unnecessary but so spelljammer is going to include the release of three source books so they're they're going pretty hard with with that one which is going to be cool so there's going to be the astral adventurer's guide so it's going to have all sorts of stuff for players that's going to have different playable races and you know subclasses and all that kind of stuff cool then you have Boo's Astral Menagerie, a, besti- a bestiary with, you know, astral specific um, uh, creatures, Beasties. Uh, which is cool. I don't know if you guys knew this, that, you know, Spelljammer was the uh, origins of um, Mind Flayers. Oh. That's where that's where they first came in, you know, came into D and D. So this so if is, I was this to, is... if I was to develop time travel and go back then and prevent them from being existed, I wouldn't have to contend with them in modern uh, <laughs> fantasy media. But I love I love my flares. I'm that's why I'm so excited. Like the the cinem- early cinematic trailer for Baldur's Gate three is what sold me on it because the the mind flares just zipping throughout uh, throughout like the the cosmos. It basically was like, oh, this is this looks like Spelljammer. That looks that looks sick. Wait, wait till you meet. Wait till you meet. Uh, if you ever play the Demon Souls remake, wait till you meet the uh, Mind Flayers in the Tower of Latria, and then ask me your opinions. On it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so is Spelljammer from like the eighties, the original? Uh, yeah, it's got yeah that that has to. Ah. I don't think it was as early as the seventies, but um, yeah, it was it was a relatively early on setting. Uh, but yeah, the final book, I don't know how the fuck to pronounce this, The Light of Xeraxes or something. Whatever. <laughs> That's the actual campaign book that has, uh, it's like 12 episodes that can be linked together to a larger campaign. It's, it's actually it's uh, some Men in Black Sar- 2 shit, The Light of Xeraxes. Sarsis. But I'm, the Light of Zartha. I'm, I'm interested, I'm intrigued. I'll probably get at least the, uh, I'm more interested in Spelljammer Dragonlance. I can kind of t- like, you know, I could take it or leave it. I've I've read some of the books that is really was the origin of Dragonlance, um, uh, which leads me to the next thing is what's interesting for these these two is uh, after the announcement, the creator, the original creators of Dragonlance and Spelljammer have both come out and been like, yeah, wizards did not, uh, you know, did not approach us or have us involved at all, which is actually probably a good thing. Uh, because and it's not surprising because there are several ongoing lawsuits, uh, primar- oh, no. <laughs> primarily between the Dragonlance creators and and wizards about like you know not releasing previous stuff. But you know, there's the 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 fact remains is that all these these creators are completely out of touch at best, or if not, you know, outright chuds at the worst. Like the original material is like has some really bad stuff in it like some really bad like racial essentialism 
Like there's oh there's this whole race of of dwarves in the Dragonlance things that are just like they're basically uh you know uh mentally disabled and are oh, no. are just like you know looked down upon as creatures to enslave and all this and and it's this there's just a whole bunch of shit that's just really bad with, from the original source material. It's it's the again why I like Spelljammer is the aesthetic. It's I I mean I have no touchstone for the for the original material um it's yeah. just the idea you, that i find are you speaking to the creators of dragon slayer or both dragon lance you mean no both yes yeah, both, both there was i even i saw something the other day of, of some screenshots from original Spelljammer stuff and it's like some really weird like uh orientalism going on as well perfect like, of course i mean it is the 80s it's still like a pretty uh which was wild to me because it wasn't the actual uh I, i'm blanking on the name of the there was like a a book that was supposed to be like or their own source book of like an asian inspired setting that um if uh listeners want to check out the asians represent uh podcast and stream they do a great um, they do a great job of, you know, it's a bunch of Asian creator, tabletop creators who they like go through and they like read the book cover to cover and, you know, breaking down why it's so fucked up, why it's so bad, like, and have then gone on to create their own authentic and uh, cool. uh, subclasses and stuff like that. So that's, um, yeah. Yeah. If they let, if they let these people do the new one, the like big bad at the end would end up being George Soros figure. Right, 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 right. So these people are ancient too. They're really old. You know, it's like they are. Oh, yeah. Again, it's like at best you could say they're out of touch. Um, yeah. And it's like I think that is being way too generous to them. So I, his name would end up being J U U Jew. Absolutely, man. Like no, I gotta say, like I I have no. Uh, I have no uh, sympathy for them whatsoever. You know, like they've, they have seen more than enough profits uh, and success from these franchises. They they don't need to support them in any way. Not to say that, you know, it's good to support Wizards of the Coast. They're a fucked up company on their own, (laughs) in their own right. Um, And this is not an endorsement of whatever they're going to put out. They still put out really bad stuff. Oh yeah. hundred percent. No. Yeah. I saw your note that the uh, original creators weren't involved and I was, and I was a little like, Oh, all right. Well, that's a, that's kind of fucked up. They didn't at least get them involved, but now no, it, you're right. It is definitely, that. it is definitely <laughs> better that they did that. now, even though we know the context, your past self is canceled. So yeah. you are canceled, my friend. Um, I already mentioned retroactively. <laughs> and the last thing though, uh, I mentioned it briefly that the, the uh, the new Baldur's Gate three um, that was one of the final announcements is that they uh, uh, apparently uh, the Larian Studios Baldur's Gate three will be finally leaving early access in two in twenty twenty three no actual date given though so the the, the, <laughs> meme, the memes have December thirty first yeah, me- that's what <laughs> that's what the memes have all been it's like is uh, December thirty first at eleven fifty nine p.m. Is, is 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 when it goes live for uh, you know the, the full game Definitely everyone's sitting they don't like hear that. anything the entire year and they're like well that means it has to go live right here and then the uh, <laughs> studios comes out and they're like it'll go live December thirty second like, oh no it's a leap year. We have an extra day. Fuck, oh man. So yeah, I don't. That's I don't have a whole lot of hope that that doesn't get continually, you know, delayed indefinitely. A, 
What's the the Shigeru Miyamoto? Is it Miyamoto? Miyazaki? Yeah, the yeah uh, the you know the delayed game the delayed game, game is, will eventually uh, be good, is, but a rushed game is forever bad. No, I don't. I'm never. I'm never of a you know of a of a mind to you know rush creators or stuff like that. I my opinion was don't put it in early access. Fucking three years early. <laughs> yeah, I think take that's your time. Take your time here. and work on it. You well, know? especially especially because three years early. Um, so like the whole point of like early access is like uh, there's no better beta tester than the actual monkeys who are going to be putting their uh, hard earned right. keyboard and mouse time right in on this game, and it's like. Three years ago, the problems that were in that code would probably have been solved without the beta testers, and you know they could have been progressing further along. So that by the time the players get their hands on beta copy, it's you know more complete, more finished. So they always more they always say exactly like uh, if you're if you're down even today to this day, they'll say like oh if you're downloading the the you know the early access thing, don't expect a polished product. That's like word for word what they say. And it still costs full price for the early access. It's like, don't you only get Act One, and apparently it's dog shit. Like, by their own admittance, it's not good. I'm picturing like <laughs> all of like the pre-rendered cutscenes and like everything gods. being beautiful on like the menu, <laughs> and then the second you load into game, like PS2 era texture, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Literally, flat like, gradients, just like people are triangles. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that that Laura Croft walks over with her cone. Yeah, that's ex- that's what I was exactly thinking of. It's cone convenient boots. transition. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, because that that leads us to our our major uh, news of the week has been the the rather surprising uh sales made by Square Enix Holdings Company Limited uh to uh the ominously named uh swedish holding company embracer group uh that included the studios crystal dynamics edos montreal square enix montreal and the catalog of ips including deus ex thief legacy of kane and tomb raider but what's so surprising is the price they sold all that shit for 300 million dollars like which in in terms of all the what what those ips are worth is nothing that is a fucking drop in the pond like that's that's uh i I read something that's like um it's who was it that bought um that bought uh oh no it it was embracer who bought gearbox um a year or two ago for 1.3 billion dollars they bought one studio for a billion dollars more than they bought all this shit it's 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 insane it is absolutely insane to me just for uh, I think it, like, like, awareness, um, so Square Enix has a net worth of uh, $5.9 billion, and this sale equates to 5% of their net worth. Nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Which, which is like nothing. It's insulting in, is what it is. I mean, we, we, we've discussed it in the group chat, yeah. but we'll discuss it here too. It's one of those things that it just really seemed like they were kind of done with the studio, and they just didn't care anymore, and they just wanted to move on with it. As it's been shown out, they've like these these studios have not made like made them any money, which I think is solely at the fault of Square. You know, it's, it is it is purely yeah, Square, mismanagement. Square has had some dubious uh, issues of late. I have like a statistic here that like in 2021, Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal had profit margins of 3.6 percent and 0.65 percent, respectively. 
Zero point six five percent. So like is, no surprise, like, it's not even making up selling this off. But and and one of like speaking of not making money, one of the Western IPs that they held on to, Outriders, ha- has not made a profit. And and according to the developers, will probably never might, make. Might not, will probably yeah. never make a profit. May never make a profit. Yeah, they're like, okay, That's let's hold, awesome. let's hold on to this one. I, I knew something was wrong with that game when it was thrown in for free, like a month after launch, with my computer. Yeah, where did I you get that? Where, say, where did you through what through what storefront did you get that? Uh, NZXT just gave me a download code for Steam. Weird. That's wild to me. <laughs> That's and you know what yeah. the best part is? I didn't even download it. I just put the card away somewhere, and I don't know where it is, and I don't really care. Yeah, I have no interest in playing that game. I will say, like, I don't think uh, I know that it's cheap but i honestly i'm i would assume that square enix didn't just sell these at a complete fire sale price like i'm sure you know depending on how i mean let's think about it for a second how many of the so you listed off a bunch of ip they sold um when's the last time most of those got an update yeah when is when is day is raiders the most recently had had a game Right, no, and like the recent stuff is 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 Marvel Avengers, which is losing two hundred million dollars. Well, so technically, it would be Guardians, which yeah did uh, that like, one did well. Not according to them, though. It was dis- still it was still quote unquote disappointing. Yeah, yeah. it didn't meet their expectations. Uh, but that also, but it was sure. a considerably better game than Marvel Marvel's Avengers. They, when they say, say that though, they also like are referencing like critical response and things like that so i think financially it still sold pretty well but yeah like a marvel's avengers the thing is it took uh, them too long it took like 200 million dollars for for guardians it took too long it has since hit its num it's it's their supposed uh projection projection but it for them it took too long yeah i mean but i think i do think you know this is the market told them to some extent like that's what these are worth right now sure there's, there's going to be some interesting crazy. stuff uh, because now Embracer Group has to re-up the licensing agreement with uh, Disney over Avengers and Guardians. And I think that's probably the big reason why this doesn't sell for as much as we would have expected because do we really think Disney's going to do that? I don't know. No, because Disney's going to... How long till Disney makes in-house. their own video? Yeah, exactly. How long So like Disney this, the interesting thing there is Disney games. and Square have a pretty good relationship because of kingdom hearts yeah um which is probably what gave them the the freedom to get avengers and guardians of the galaxy now that square enix isn't involved uh, i would assume disney and embracer aren't going to have the same type of uh professional relationship that they've already formed with square yeah so you 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 mentioned how like again it's what's so odd about like you know seeing this long list of IPs, but like how Square themselves has basically grossly mishandled all of them. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, have not seen any updates. It's also worth noting that in the the announcement that Embracer made to like all its shareholders and stuff, you know, saying, oh, we've got all this stuff. We're so excited about it. Like it represents all this, you know, new IP that we can work with. The only thing that they actually confirmed is the existence of a new Tomb Raider game in the works from Crystal Dynamics. However, among other unnamed AAA games, again, solely at at Crystal Dynamics, the other the other three studios um, 
which equate to roughly 1,100 employees, eight global locations, nothing. We've, there's no, there was no word in the announcement that they intend to do anything actually with that IP. I mean, I think one of the more disappointing things about this is uh, some of those IPs, like Deus Ex, uh, Deus Ex is a really cool idea like a really interesting series. Uh, it's cyberpunk before cyberpunk, realistically speaking. Um, like I have a bunch hmm. of those old Deus Ex games that you can always get them for pretty cheap on Steam. Uh, it's just like, it'd be cool if we could have gotten a, a modern take on Deus Ex or a modern reboot or something along those lines. I hate using the, the R word like that, <laughs> but uh, they're going to end up being, you know, just rotting in a different company's uh, coffers. So when the when the announcement was made, Square, uh, you know, gave their own uh, their own statement, um, saying that the, <laughs> the 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 sale will assist the company in quote adapting to the changes underway in the global business environment by establishing a more efficient allocation of resources, which will enhance corporate value by accelerating growth in the company's core businesses in the digital entertainment domain, which is just all a bunch of corporate speak for this next bit. In addition, the transaction enables the launch of new businesses by moving forward with investments in the fields, including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Because if anything is, we, we've talked about this before, that Square are, uh, they're, yeah. they're at the forefront. They're extremely bullish on like web three and all the, all that that entails, including, you know, say blockchain gaming, play to earn all that kind of shit. Um, you know, that despite all the backlash, they are say like it, there was the notorious new year's letter yes, and yes. They, like the president doubled, we love it. doubled down on it in, in, down. in April, like, you know, less than a month ago. He From did. my perspective, it almost looks like uh, the success of final fantasy 14 has kind of like poisoned their thinking in a little way, sure. not to like, not to be exaggerating a bit, but I think Final Fantasy 14's explosion and the way that it's been handled, it's a really good MMO. Uh, it's even like hooked me into wanting to look into playing it. It's one of those uh, things that um, you just look at what they're doing right now and how much more live, uh, live service they want to do. And you kind of see where it's all coming from. I mean, I will say like, I largely don't think NFTs in fit into general gaming that all that well, like how uh, they've tried to do it with some of the shooters and, and shit like that. I don't think it, I don't think NFTs align with those style of games. Great. However, the online MMO type of game does kind of help like the NFT does, it does work more there because those places, those things already kind of create. Oh, now their I own have the only copy of the sword of my love. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and there is like there are people like think about they, the you know, they, like, they already RuneScape, have artif- they already have artificial like scarcity built into that to those, exactly. to those models. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, it's gonna, if it's gonna if it's gonna if it's gonna fit somewhere, it's gonna fit there. But like. The, the best article that came out from this was a, a, a Kotaku article just, you know, rubbing Square's face in it that like, you know, you, you make this purchase ostensibly to, you know, to, to bolster your efforts for Web3 to see that like, oh, yeah, the NFT market is fucking cratering, which what folks we absolutely love <laughs> to see. We love to see it. The the two big yeah. numbers oh, are non fungible monkeys. The, They're all worth sales. Now. Yeah, beyond the, the the number of like, there's too many to count now. The number of scams and 
and security breaches that have and Dude. thefts and and no joke all that shit i saw i saw something about uh obviously we've seen plenty of celebrities and athletes getting into this because they're told by their managers it's easy money and oh it is for them pay it, is, it is for them that's why they're doing and, it right because yeah, like, they, they have a built-in audience to buy the shit 100 but my favorite thing was uh I, I won't go into specifics but an nba player jumped on a podcast to talk about his crypto experience and then straight up was like, oh, yeah, I've had $30,000 of crypto stolen out of my wallet in a, like, hack. But it's a learning but, experience. Was you know, Aaron Fox? That's a learning experience. No, Literally, that's what he said. He was like, yeah. it's a learning. Yeah, it was Andre Iguodala. He just, oh, Iguodala. Okay. Yeah, Iguodala. He's just like, that's, I thought you know, it was Fox. That, it's what happens. It's that's a learning experience. <laughs> it's a rite of passage, folks. Do, do you know how sad it is that oh, you're describing God. this and I'm thinking of different players who've <laughs> encountered NFT <laughs> and stuff and trying to put together... Like is it De'Aaron Fox? Is it uh, is it Jonathan Isaac? The other, the other, uh, the other main issue that with NFTs, uh, is you know there's been nine point two million of them sold at this point, and only one point eight million buyers. So like, there's no scarcity. <laughs> there is no. Scarcity. I mean, I sent I sent that uh the meme this morning of the like NFTs are crashing, so I screenshotted all of them, and it was just that video rapidly. Yeah. Right, uh, click, right, click, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, so the sales are down an astonishing 92% since the peak last November, along with what I think is the more telling bit is the 88% reduction in active wallets. So, you know, it's there, they're further consolidating to the, you know, the, you know, the... it was just pumping and dumping. Exactly. That's all it was. Yeah. But it's like now there's nobody. The there's nobody left. Money got out, and they, they made it like bandits. Say there's nobody left to. There's nobody left to scam. Uh, and it's yeah. All, the the people who are left holding the the soggy bagel. Yeah, are oh, not sitting there. The soggy bagel now, like the yeah, guy well, who bought the NFT of Jack Dorsey's first tweet. I love that. I love for that. how many million of dollars and has only received a bid for fourteen thousand dollars. Million. Three million dollars. Amazing. Two point nine. Two point nine. Will be. Will be a little more incredible. He, he did. He did. Oh, uh, sorry. We won't round up that point <laughs> one million. We'll save the poor. The tenth. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen thousand. Great investment decision. Um. So all this business with Square though seems to be happening under the the umbrella of continued rumors that they are possibly going to be purchased by Sony, which. However, I am growing ever more skeptical of, um, but the the certain analysis is saying, oh, they make these sales of these studios and the IPs. It's all in service of streamlining the portfolio for an eventual buyout. My, my reservation comes from the fact that these rumors are continuing. The fact that all the major purchases that have happened have happened with no leaks, no well, no, no rumors. What? Sort so, of. I mean, uh, Microsoft Activision had had no no knowledge. The Bungie acquisition. Yeah, I'm thinking of, no knowledge. I'm thinking of specifically Sony in-house acquisitions, though, like Housemark sure. and Bluepoint. Sure. Okay. Which were leaked well ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, Sony. Um, Sony is at least is being just... upfront that they say that that more purchases for them are imminent. So it's one of those. Uh, that's the only thing that I still think uh, gives it some credence is that uh, Sony has had some more uh, open acquisitions recently where it's like, hey, they're going to be buying Bluepoint. And then like two months later, hey, look, they bought Bluepoint. Um, but we've, we've talked about it where they wanted to streamline to more of just their Eastern IP uh, because they didn't really want to keep trying to copy the Western style development cycle anymore. 
Um, Which I think is probably the fairest explanation that you could give, because I think that there is definitely some truth to that, 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 that uh, they, you know, when they stick to their roots, so to speak, they actually are more successful actually in an international market that rather than trying to, like you say, copy a production process that does not fit with their, their ethos, their, their, you know, their history, the, the way that the money moves around um, is, uh, you know, it, it causes more problems and just, it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't translate to more, to more success. Whereas you have, say, say games like Final Fantasy, where they are developing in their, in their, their own kind of native space, um, see actually more uh, natural appeal across, you know, say across international lines. It's nice that you bring up Final Fantasy because that's actually another point that I put into the um, Square Enix acquisition box is that the the big rumor that Final Fantasy 16 will be PS5 exclusive uh, returning back to becoming a Sony exclusive title. Uh, I think that is another one of those uh, like big indicators and that supposedly, according to uh, the creator um, at a recent conference, um, the game is done essentially and they're getting the the trailer put together for a release soon. Uh, so that should be interesting uh, in the coming months, I would say. Any other any other thoughts, uh, insights, analysis into uh, the reasons behind what Square is doing that you know seem on its face at least somewhat baffling? I mean, it definitely came out of nowhere. I was not expecting that. Uh, was that Monday morning when this news came out? Uh, in our time zone yeah i mean i think i think to matt's to matt's point earlier like you just none of these names i mean clearly they weren't making money but like you you look at these names though and it is it is a little surprising that they couldn't have been more successful with what is widely known um pretty well regarded ip on its face like the tomb raider series is rather is i mean that's a that's pretty a big iconic, name in action in action adventure gaming um i th- i think honestly i think the failure of marvel avengers is is a big part of this like that to for them to have done what they did and lose one, one single million. game yeah. essentially so losing them the same the amount of money value. that they're making off these yeah. sales that's what right. i was gonna say they, they basically lost just about the same amount of money that this was end up acquired for and that does you look at that a little bit and you wonder how much that actually uh had to do with it. But I mean Marvel's Avengers could have been a good game. Like there there's an idea in there that could have worked but they fucked it by making it a live service game. Like that was the immediate the immediate fucking because uh like the second I saw it was live service, I took it off my radar. But Square is, a good Square is obviously not learning their lesson because they're just charging straight ahead with even oh, even I've more got, I've even got a more bullshit. That's that's what I was brand new breaking. Uh, we, we've talked about Babylon's Fall having seven players. <laughs> Yesterday it hit a new low of one, oh, one oh concurrent God. player oh. on Steam. Oh, oh. God. dude, but like that's the thing. They they seem to be blaming the failure of that game on the fucking like studio and IP itself, as opposed to the fact that it was a shitty game as a service. And I think it also did come at a weird time where like Avengers hype was really at the peak. 
and they're There's, releasing an yeah. Avengers game that doesn't tie in at all to the the Avengers series no, they, they and made franchise that has been built elsewhere. They hundred percent. You're not wrong about that. It's like who but, doesn't remember the memes of like the Captain America she tells you about and the Captain America she tells like uh, <laughs> yeah. it tells you not to worry about yeah, yeah. you you the yeah. Captain America not to worry about yeah no for sure I'm like a hundred one of those that that decision was bad too but like I think it does it does speak to them thinking that. Oh, it's not the it's not the game as a service model. Uh, we still can do. Well, no, like, because these, they still they still online... look at the fact that there are games as service games that make money. Exactly. Like, no, hundred percent. They clearly look at it as like it can. It clearly worked for some people. We're just like that didn't work, so we're selling yeah. it no more. No, that's and that sucks because it just means they're gonna try and do that shit again. <laughs> I mean, there's something about uh like be prepared to see like Avengers and guardians of the galaxy, like leave, uh, leave storefronts uh, in the like coming year or so. If the licensing agreement doesn't get worked out. Yeah. I have it in, st- I have, Ooh, gar- I have guardians on steam already. So um Yeah. Like if I'm you, covered. if you already own it, you keep it. It's just one of those, like be prepared to see it, like leave a uh, resale. I enjoyed guardians. I reckon it's one I recommend. It's uh Yeah. It was a good game. It's, I, I've said that. Yeah, it's not. It, it's not a huge investment time-wise or effort-wise, but good story. I, I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually a little bit more fond of the gameplay than many of the many of the people who are still quite positive on the game as a whole. They're like, oh, the gameplay is like, you know, whatever. It's really just in it for story and the writing. Um, but uh, you know, I actually kind of liked the the team style game. I like gave, the, gave I me, the humor. Gave me brought. a Mass Effect feel. Yeah, it was definitely Mass Effect with a Marvel skin on it. Okay. Yeah, maybe I, I might uh, explore that one at some point soon. It's like a it's, it's like it. a twelve hour game or like fifteen hour. Oh game, yeah, you know, it's, it's not okay. it's not a big thing. It was it was one of my palate cleansers after after spending yeah. hundreds of hours on The Witcher and other things. And the only thing you need to know, Andrew, is that Cosmo is best boy. He is. He remains best boy. Yes um all right so before we move into the another topic that again we just are constant is just constantly on the radar it's it's activision boys it's back it's back with a bang um before You're never going yeah, away never going away it's never going away this is an activision podcast it's one of those now. things i i've always wondered people you know they make the joke about sleep paralysis demons like <laughs> always wondered if it's a real thing activision blizzard is my sleep paralysis demon <laughs> Uh, but before we like get into the you know the newest lawsuits and everything, let's talk about Overwatch Two. The the Overwatch Two ba- the beta to. is here. Yes, we have we, yes. we, we we have our um our 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 former uh, Overwatch addict here in the chat. So Matt, hit us with your your impressions of uh, what you've heard, what you've seen. I mean, it's Overwatch. It's uh... Like it, it really was just pushed out as a free update to people who have Overwatch One. Uh, you don't get to keep your original game. It's just you know here's Overwatch new update. Here you go. Uh, no more tank. Oh, one tank. No two. Have fun with that. Uh, no, uh, no real changes to any of the support class because fuck you guys. You already play the worst position. You don't deserve fun. Uh, we tried that once and people complained, so we don't do that anymore. Uh, it's really just like. How much is so much normal charging for this? So what you're it's gonna end up being a, another $60 full price game. God damn. Uh I'm assuming. Because the real the real bonus, because this is remember, this is just beta, this is just early release um PvP. 
the real attraction is supposed to be the co-op PVE, the story mode that's supposed to come with. That would Overwatch interest me. Too. I'm not a comp- I'm not a competitive gamer, so yeah. it's always story for me. That I, I've said it to other people is depending on how that goes, that might be the only thing to make me make a new account and like jump back in. Is like I, I would play slope, like co op like slippery, yeah. slippery slope. You're like, I'm just gonna have a taste. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> we may, we may and not. Then you guys are doing like a wellness check yeah, on me. So we, we, we're like, hey, we were supposed to have a recording today, and you weren't there. We did it without you. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> you have a recording? It's a Wednesday. Like, Man, Saturday. What have you been doing? And I turn my camera on, and my my living room is just uh, Doritos, and it's like the it's like the the prequels meme. It's like, oh man, what a week! And it's General Kenobi. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> no, uh, it's one of those things I saw was like they were talking about the viewership went down like ninety nine percent week over week, and it's because like a lot of the viewership was just tied to people doing the um, the Twitch drops to get the like emotes or whatever the fuck they were dropping. I don't I don't know because I haven't paid attention because I'm a good repressed Re- addict. He's reformed. He's reformed. Yeah, uh, we're very proud. But it's, it re- realistically. Like I, I said it before the uh, recording, like it could have just been an email. It was like how it feels. Yeah. Like they, they really just took took away one of the roles in Tank and were like, here you go. Oh, and by the way, we made one of the DPS heroes into a tank. So uh, now you have three or four peop- uh, tank options, which are just glorified DPS characters that like don't really fit the role in the way you'd expect. Like have fun. Uh have fun playing with people who only play Hammond, which is the hamster ball that you saw. <laughs> Why wouldn't you play? Why would you play as anything but that? Is my question. Seems like the logical choice. I mean, as someone who dropped Overwatch when Hammond released, and Hammond was my final straw, I can tell you why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they made a high mobility, high survivable tank whose sole job is to like contest points and be annoying. <laughs> and so like basically what he would do is like say you were on a point with a, a big pole in the middle like a, a pillar or something he would attach his grappling hook to the middle pole run into your team hit his shield button which gives him shield health based on the amount of people he's near and then just spin in circles yeah that seems a little broken and by the time you burn through enough of his shield and regular health he gets his shield uh, back off cooldown and he hits it again and then he releases and flies away and gets healed and comes back and he just never dies ever <laughs> he's always alive always oh, hunting God. always squeaking oh I mean like I kind of respect that they made a hamster uh, the OP an OP <laughs> I mean that was when they were like oh people don't want to play tanks let's uh, let's make tanks fun and they just made a bunch of tanks who, uh, or like tank hybrid characters who are genuinely unfun for everyone else. Fair, yeah, fair. play against balance. What is this? Never heard of yeah. it. Yeah. Never heard of it. The, their, their power creep is ridiculous. They're like, oh, people play this uh, this one meta too much. So instead of like nerfing one thing and changing that whole meta, we're gonna power creep a bunch of other characters up to it and uh, make it so that that can never be played again. As long as those characters exist, and just Blizzard just seems like it's on its last legs, man. It's like you said, is it a real? They're is dying. it a real studio anymore? I, I don't. No, dude, don't they're think bringing so. Diablo Immortal to PC. 
Remember, remember the infamous what you don't have phones? It's coming to PC yeah. now. And still isn't out yet. Jesus Christ. That's amazing. Oh, you guys don't have phones? Shut the fuck up. I mean, like, do you think they're are they're gonna Microsoft Microsoft is coming to their rescue? But let's be real, they're buying it for King above all else. You know, yeah, it's, yeah it's, can, Candy Crush is the real that's, money. Yeah, that's where the ka-ching comes yeah. from. Yeah. Do, do you understand how weaponized the human psychology is in Candy Crush? Yeah, that's yeah, that's that. Like Candy Crush has found the, the perfect balance of dopamine to uh, make you pay to get the boosts and the bonuses. But yeah, and Andrew, you bring it up. Let that's let's move into the the real story of the week is. A new lawsuit filed against Activision by a group of New York retirement funds that all hold uh, various Get, uh, stakes um, in the company are, you know, demanding that they, you know, open their books to to uh, to basically to prove that, uh, you know, this sale was not essentially forced through purely to to both uh, avoid um, possible uh, liability at the hands of not just the board, but, but uh, CEO Bobby Kotick in, in, uh, in particular, sorry. Um, yep. But also, you know, just add to, as a, as a quick way to, to personally enrich himself. Um, I'll just, I've got a few quotes from some various articles or that are, or that are pulled from the, the filings that I think are worth um, reading in full. Um, so yes, they, they just you know, alleging that the, the lawsuit is alleging that the deal was instigated to provide cover, you know, that they basically there's, they believe that there's evidence in the books that, that, uh, Kodak, uh, went and sought, uh, this purchase immediately after the news broke about the, you know, the various lawsuits <laughs> and, and the, the culture, you know, just that this is just the only way that they could escape this. Um, yeah. so here, the first quote is. With the announced merger, Kodak will be able to escape liability and accountability entirely, and it will instead continue to, well, and he will instead continue to serve it as an executive uh, after the merger closes. Worse, despite his potential liability for breaches of fiduciary duty, the company's board allowed Kodak himself to negotiate the transaction with Microsoft. The board's decision to entrust Kodak with the negotiation process is inexcusable for the additional reason that Kodak stands to personally receive substantial material benefits whose value is not directly aligned with the merger price. Like we've talked about before, he stands to make upwards of like $400 million. Um, and it's like the price only goes up and up and up, like depending on like <laughs> yeah, when, and, when and how he is, he is, uh, he goes off into the sunset on his, on his I mean, golden It's, it's just the embodiment of the, uh, the Woody Harrelson patting himself with his money. Right. <laughs> there's just like, there's just no way. I mean, I, I don't know. We don't, we don't have our, uh, our legal scholar right. on today, but like, I, I just, I, I, I'm as much as I agree with the suit, I can't imagine they're actually going to come to win this. I, I just don't yeah, know. That's, I have, that's why I just no faith. When I, first I have read no it. faith whatsoever that, that any justice will ever be done, that the rich won't no. continue to get richer and, you know, escape all, all forms of, uh, you know, liability and punishment without a doubt. No, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. And I am no legal scholar. I have no, I have no knowledge of the merits of the case as well. Um, you know, if this is still being talked about when, when Mike is next on, we'll obviously bring it up again. Um, but the, the, the suit goes on to contend uh, more specifically the actual, uh, which I think potentially maybe has more weight 
into it is that the, basically it's like that that they are breaking you know their fiduciary duty by not yeah by not uh or it's like that the price was too low uh saying that the you know that the you know the price itself is the contention the final price of 95 dollars sh- a share um the suit alleges was just a 1.16 percent premium to activision's 30-day average stock price prior to the first lawsuit it faced from california's department of fair employment and housing uh so like just sorry no, to cut ahead, you off but that 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 to me right there is why i really feel like they're not gonna get anything there's it's still a premium like it's still a premium like it's it, it's still over it's still over that price so like you can't even say it's just like oh well the marketplace said you know it is what it is we only think there's this 1.16 additional value to what the per current public price is so that's what you're getting and like i i just don't I don't know how they're, I think it's going to be very hard for them to prove that they like went against their fiduciary duty. That's not how, that's not how the Activision board sees it either, because, you know, they promoted the deal as being a 45.3% premium over the price, but that's conveniently because this price was only true after the, the, the value of the company was, you know, cratered by the (laughs) bevy of lawsuits. Um, you know, brought about by the board's own misconduct. So, again, it's like the board is not is you know like has uh, and say Kodak has survived every single call for him to to you know be removed by the board. He's like you know he's got the board solely like you know securely in his pocket. Um, you know, there's there's nothing, and that then moves to the the other story of the day. The board again is is no like you know no one on the board is to be praised for. You know, they they, they oh, have I love this. they have no uh you know say they're doing their no shame. they're doing their fiduciary no duty like that's all they care yeah. about is is you know securing the bag for themselves. Um, you know, the, a report came out that um a group of shareholders uh put forward a provision to uh, requesting that um all shareholders vote uh or vote for a proposal to make a report on the company's eff- efforts to prevent harassment and discrimination, the board responded saying, no, 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 we, d- we vote against this. This is bad. And also saying that the, the, the kicker for me, before even getting into, into the it. details of it. the suit was like, um, was like, oh yeah, you could, uh, you could, you could uh, vote for it, but it's, we're not legally bound to, to any, 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 uh, any choice you make. It's like, we could, we could just still ignore it. And we will ignore it, even if even if you get that fifty one percent, we're still gonna say. Even if you do this, say, fuck, fuck you, you. <laughs> fuck you, and and I like that they just I like that they uh, they claim it's a waste of resources. Right. You know that's hey, like you said, fiduciary duty. They are just trying to return as much money to you as the shareholder as possible, even if it means. Every woman that works there is sexually harassed by all of the other nerds. Be, they beyond, work beyond the moral, the you know, the moral abhorrence of that, of you know, subjecting their workers to those conditions. Let's talk about the, the you know, the reality that uh, it goes against that fiduciary duty, like the the money that they lose in these lawsuits. You know, it's like that yeah. the the, oh, don't the worry risk and liability <laughs> that they that they that they uh, incur by not actively working to uh, or being transparent in how and how they are combating these issues. Bobby and these guys aren't having fun and playing it loose with the employees. How are they going to make good games? It's all going to be done in-house, man. They're going to, they're just going to keep chugging along, doing what they're doing. 
they all watched Grandma's Boy and just started idolizing JP. <laughs> Dude, it's almost like that's what it's happened. worked. It's worked for them in the past, so why why change now? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. For real, and like just back to uh, not to to completely change. It's still on the Blizzard subject, but like we also uh, we also heard that news of the alleged allegedly Gavin Newsom interfering. So like, who's to say? Who's to say, Miss uh, Hokel or someone else doesn't get involved and and help him out like clearly uh this guy has has resources yeah no yeah no directly yeah the, the you know the board is tied up in all sorts of shit but you know i i don't think it's worth dwelling too much on because activision gonna do activision you know they're they're gonna yeah. they're gonna keep on keeping on and like we said like this is we cannot escape them and it is something that you know we're going to be talking about for at least till the the deal either goes through or or uh, it's not. Um, which I miss the days when Activision just meant Tony Hawk Pro Skater. It's <laughs> one thing though I have seen. I miss the days when Blizzard was only in the news for censoring esports. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have seen more stuff though. Um, at least market analysts saying that, you know, they're, they're growing more and more skeptical that the deal will actually go through. Have you, have you seen anything about that? I, I have seen, I, that was something I was going to say is that I have started to see some things suggest that the deal could end up falling apart, but like, I, 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 I think Microsoft wants this shit. I, I, I really do. Happening. I mean, Microsoft can Microsoft just, Microsoft wants everything. They can just throw their weight around. Pass. They can throw their weight around, uh, you know, you know heavily enough you know it's like microsoft yeah, yeah the largest like, tech fuck, company in the world like they can, they can do yeah they're not gonna they really don't care like unless it results in in oh no like, i've got a, i've got a left field one here for you broken apart somehow. it gets it gets turned down and then apple swoops in out of nowhere and buys oh, Activision blizzard and apple fives them well we see that oh, we've God. seen stuff in the past that you know apple is trying to in some Didn't ways they stop? they're trying I thought to dropped out I thought that they're they're trying to, they still, to, no, to they re- revamp trying. their 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 non non mobile gaming apparatus. Yeah, I don't know what we'll. It'll see be interesting. That. Well, I'm, who who uh, can forget when they were talking about the new was it the M1 Max chip? And they were like, it's stronger than a 3090. Yeah, and then the, and then right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. people did the actual real life comparisons. They're like, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's like stronger in this like one single threaded application. Yeah, so that so they're allowed to say that that it's stronger. Where they were testing, where they just happened to be testing in that yeah. application. Yeah, seems legit to me. Like I, I loved all of the the clickbait that came out from that on YouTube with all of the tech channels like doing their own tests. They're like, huh? Would you look at this? The thirty ninety is still the better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a surprise! No, but in all honesty, I think if anything. Uh, if this doesn't immediately happen, the deal gets better for Microsoft. Like, I, I just don't know how Microsoft doesn't end up acquiring this, this company. I'll end up getting bought by Tencent. Before we, before we end, like, so rather than having, you know, ending on, a, you know, another downer, um, I'd say we have some positives, um, you know, showing some, some, I hesitate to say strength of the ongoing labor movement within the games industry as a whole. 
Um, and because, you know, just because Biden had, a, you know, a photo op with these people in the in the Oval Office means fucking jack shit. But um, there were representatives of the, you know, the Paizo Workers Union, um, you know, the tabletop, the tabletop union um, president cool. and at that uh, you know, representatives of the CWA were, you know, present at that uh, that uh, that media. Op yeah. You think he knew who he was taking pictures? Oh, with? no, absolutely no, not. Not a chance. Absolutely. Do you think they were like, oh, these are uh, these are tourists? <laughs> absolutely not. No. He yeah, we, we restarted the White House tours, sir, yeah, he, and we're giving everyone a photo opportunity with you. <laughs> no, he's he's still thinking about uh, you know having lunch and playing golf with Strom Thurmond. He's he's stuck yeah. in that memory. Yeah, old Strom. All right, folks. Um, I think that does it for today. That was a fun one. It was. Uh, till next till next time. Uh, be sure to follow us on all the socials at Camp Compod on Twitter and Instagram um, at campaign underscore comrades on Twitch. We stream regularly uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays and Sundays. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm working I'm working to get back into my Thursday days. I'm I'm, I'm still potentially gonna be playing around with times, but, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. It's the best place to find out when new episodes drop, when streams are going up and uh, yeah, do the thing, and uh, till till then, uh, we'll see you later. Bye bye. Bye.